Hi everyone and welcome to MindTap with Alternative Therapeutics. I'm Olivia. I'm Brittany. And I'm Chase. And today we will be diving a little bit more into EMDR. We'll learn what EMDR is, where it came from, who it can help, and how we utilize it in sessions with clients. Hope you enjoy! So EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Um, it's a therapy that helps people heal from symptoms, emotional distress that's connected to disturbing life experiences, past events. Um, it was developed by Francine Shapiro. Um, she was a psychologist. Um, she recently just passed away last March or May, I believe. Um, she was very much into meditation, body awareness, um, mindfulness. She was very in touch with her body. And there was an incident where she um, received some news that she had a, uh, I'm going to butcher this maybe, so just bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, she uh, had like a chronic illness that wasn't going to go away. Um, and she was really disturbed by this. So her happy place was she would go walk in parks. Um, and she, when she was walking in the park, there were things on each side of the path and she was looking back and forth and because she was so much in tune with her body, she noticed that this disturbing feeling um, dissipated as she was looking back and forth on the path. Mm -hmm. Now there's lots of stories of like differences of that, mm -hmm. right? But that's like the gist of how it happened. She was a researching psychologist, so she wanted to learn more about what eye movements would do, if anything. Um, so she started with just eye movement desensitization. So she would have people bring up uncomfortable situations and she would do different paced eye movements, um, different sets, different amount of time, different lengths. And she over time figured out that the eye movement portion really helped people get past the uncomfortable feelings that came up with negative events. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know about like the history of it. Yeah, um, I think a lot of times too, with it starting with <coughs> eye movements, she and um, she developed the EMDR Institute. So it was a bunch of researchers that would do like their sole focus was to adapt and increase the awareness and the abilities and the how far EMDR could go. And it came from went from EMD, I guess, to Okay, so taking a memory, desensitizing yourself to it so it's not as distressing. And then the reprocessing part is where you um, take more of adaptive responses or beliefs about yourself and um, you really want to move towards, so you take this event, it's, you, it's negative, you want to make it so it's not, it's just a memory, and then it's going to move towards, like, what do you want to believe about yourself now? What new conclusions do you want to make versus the old conclusions that you don't. 
one, two. So that's really where the healing takes place, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 And then the reprocessing portion is where you look to future. So the triggers that you have or things that you might be experiencing that could bring up some uncomfortable feelings. You really focus on what skills do I need? How can I visualize? What do I want to believe about myself? How am I going to use this adaptive belief to my benefit in the future? So it's all encompassing EMDR. Yeah. Very That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about, uh, I'm always the neuroscience dork. How mm -hmm. does EMDR work? What do we know about how it works in the brain? Okay. Um, so it accesses the natural healing part of our brain. So the natural way our brain heals is through REM sleep. Um, but what we know about trauma is that it gets stuck. So it's not allowed to go, it's not allowed, it's, it has a hard time going through that natural process um, because it gets imprinted into our central nervous system. So the link between our central nervous system and the fear center of our brain makes it so we remember those things. So if anything same or similar happens, um, we're gonna get that same response because that's not gonna happen again, right? Mm -hmm. So when it gets stuck there, the natural way that REM sleep just helps you make conclusions about it, passes it into your long-term memory, that's not able to happen. So what EMDR does is it takes three major parts of our brain. So the survival portion, so brainstem and vagus nerve, um, the emotion or limbic portion, which would be the amygdala and the limbic system, which is where a lot of our emotion regulation, safety, attachment, that's where trauma gets stored and then our cerebral cortex, which we would consider the lobes of our brain and the prefrontal cortex, which helps us with reasoning, um, problem solving, sequencing kinds of things. Um, making rational decisions. Making and... rational decisions, <clears throat> all those mm -hmm. kinds of things. So what EMDR does is it takes the, the idea, um, or what research shows is it takes the idea from REM sleep, which is the rapid eye movements, um, and what they know from the rapid eye movements is it gets all three of those major portions of our brain to work at the same time. Um, so it accesses the thoughts you have about the event, the emotions that you have about the event, and what you feel in the, your body about the event, um, which helps pass that information along where it needs to go mm -hmm. in the brain. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm just thinking about you know people who've experienced trauma and, mm -hmm. and what you were saying with how people tend to re-experience trauma as if it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's not moved on to the memory part of the sure. brain. It's when something is triggered that's alike or similar, mm -hmm. a lot of times people will experience mm -hmm. trauma like it's happening right here and now. Yeah. Can you speak more to that? Like yeah, what so, people experience? Sure, I think, um, so the limbic system likes to play tricks on us. Um, so the way that trauma gets impacted is if we were to break down a memory. So a memory has a significant part. Usually that's what you're going to recall if you bring up a memory, right? It's going to be sometimes in the case of trauma, it's going to be the worst part. Whatever signifies, whatever's drilled into your mind connected to that memory. Um, generally there's beliefs about yourself, conclusions that you've made about that event, about yourself, about people, about the world, etc. Then we have the emotion portion of the brain, uh, or the emotion, emotion part of the memory, where um, we have emotional responses to that, right? It made us feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then we have the portion that is our, in our body. So what did our body experience? So with those memories, um, 
it gets implanted where anything that brings up or is close to that worst part, cognitions, your emotions, or anything in your body, if anything even gets close to those kinds of triggers, it's going to send you right back to yeah. that memory. Yeah. And what your brain is going to do is it's going to trick you into thinking, because of survival, this is happening right now. Fight or flight kicks in. And yeah. And then your fear response, depending on whatever that might be for that person, because um, we tend to lean towards a specific one, mm -hmm. um, it's going to initiate that and then from there that's where we see a lot of the symptoms of mental health happen like racing thoughts not feeling safe shutting down lack of motivation isolating yourself um panic attack symptoms all those kinds of things sure yeah that's a great those are great examples mm -hmm. yeah that's really cool um so what does an emdr session look like okay yeah um so generally, it's going to be like 60 to 90 minutes. Um, it's going to be a lot of, it's broken down into eight phases. So you're not going to do all eight phases in one session. Generally, it's broken up into certain categories. So the first part, portion would be the stabilization piece. So we're going to look at what are some things that have happened in your life. Um, let me backtrack too. So different EMDR therapists are going to do things differently based on the way that they train. Mm -hmm. So the way I was trained was really focusing on themes, themes in your life that are keeping you stuck. And from those themes, you're going to figure out what beliefs about yourself are. And from those beliefs, we're going to find out first, worst, and most recent times you've experienced that. Um, one of the questions that I ask a lot is, so if you were to build a bridge from this belief, to the first time you felt that, what comes up for you? Um, and I go through that with every belief, because we're trying to, I like to think of memories and like the brain as like a tree, mm -hmm. and we're tr accessing, so like if we were just focused on one memory, right, that's one branch, mm -hmm. right, but we want to get to a bigger branch that's connected to that branch, which is connected to the trunk, right, so we're trying to get through all the neural channels of the memory to really get to the root or the core mm -hmm. of those kinds of things. Um, so the first couple phases is really figuring out those, making sure you have a foundation of skills to use because EMDR can be pretty intense and it can be overwhelming because we're dealing with things that we don't necessarily want to think about, feel, or have in our body. Yeah. Um, so a <laughs> lot of that is based in breath work and visualizations and somatic work, which would be just body awareness and movement, things that you can do to help self-soothe and calm yourself. Um, and then it goes into the processing portion, which would be where we take the memories. We really focus on um, the worst part, beliefs about yourself, emotions, things that you feel in your body. And then we use a form of bilateral stimulation or dual attention stimulus, which is the eye movements. Um, it could be tapping, um, so tactile, so vibration back and forth. It could be audio, so tones back and forth. Just the back and forth of bilateral stimulation um, keeps you here, present, but allows you to look back at things um, and stay here, present, allowing it to just pass by. Mm -hmm. um, that's what the bilateral stimulation does. That's what the healing portion does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, and when you're talking about like those initial skills that you help people develop mm -hmm. to stay calm um, and in control, I think that's obviously that's very important because when we experience trauma, we have those coping mechanisms of 
not remembering or hide, you know, mm-hmm. burying them really deep for a reason. It sure. protects us. So yeah. you, through EMDR, are starting to unearth this, but doing it very cautiously and mm-hmm. with a lot of care and attention, mm-hmm. making sure that the people have these skills developed first. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So what kinds of people come to you for EMDR who might benefit from from this type of therapy? Yeah, so um, EMDR is evidence-based, one of the most leading evidence-based practices to treat PTSD, which would be post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, it helps with complex trauma, so that would be more relational things, might be connected to like trauma that you've experienced through primary caregivers, anxiety, depression, panic, um, you name it, it can really do a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Yeah, I've even heard of people using EMDR for um, like just personal gain, like if people are kind of stuck with mm. a blockage of some sort, like yeah. I really want to start this business but I keep like putting it off or yeah. like there are things that are just holding me back in my life, mm-hmm. EMDR can be really helpful for that. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what should you look for when you're choosing an EMDR provider? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of different things to want to pay attention to. So the first would be you want someone who is fully trained or certified in EMDR, and the certification comes from EMDRIA, which is the EMDR International Association. Um, That's who accredits and continues the research based in EMDR. So you want someone who has experience or went through basic training and full consultation hours of EMDR. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So if somebody's interested in learning more about EMDR, wanting to do some research, where might they look? Um, so Francine Shapiro, the creator or founder of EMDR, she has a book called Getting Past Your Past, um, which helps you with some self-help skills and helps you prep for what EMDR would, the experience would be for you as a client. Mm-hmm. Um, Bessel van der Kolk, The Body Keeps the Score, mm-hmm. talks a lot about how trauma is stored in our body and how EMDR and other modalities can help release that. Um, In terms of like videos of like maybe seeing like what it looks like and how it's different from talk therapy, you can go on EMDR or you can go on YouTube. Um, Emdria released a video for, it says Introduction to EMDR Therapy. Um, And then Jamie Marich, she's through the Institute of Creative Mindfulness, that's who actually trained me. Um, She has a full demonstration of what EMDR looks like that she released on YouTube as well, just so you can get a better idea of what that looks like. Great, and we can put links to this stuff yeah. in like the bio or whatever you call it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that information with us, Chase. I think that's really a lot of great stuff to know. Um, Good resources, I learned too. a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, thank you. No problem. All right, so next week we're going to be talking about our favorite coping skills and chatting a little bit more about that. So tune yes. in and listen. Because life can be stressful. Yes, it <laughs> So what do we do to take care of ourselves? Nothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 <laughs>